was off the drugs, I was off the drinks, I was off the vibes. Got nothing to hide on with the squad, don't make me throw it up. She by my side, we on a fire, that shit is And welcome to Uncovered Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Bowers, and as always, I'm with my boys. Brian Bradley, a.k.a. your girl's favorite light skin, R.I.P. George Floyd. I'm Andre Bradley. And today we've got an episode. We actually kind of put our other ones on hold and we're throwing this in because it's an emotional point for all of us three, um, really for this entire country at this moment in the world, really, too. Um, Yeah, we just wanted to talk about a big point of it being the rioting, but also how we feel about the injustices that have been going on around us and, you know, maybe making us feel a bit uncomfortable in our own skin, you know, being, it seems like right now the limelight is on black individuals and it's like, it's weird, man. Like it's, it's just so foreign, which it shouldn't be foreign, but it's just so interesting. But um, you know, Andre, you know, presented this great idea to us and we would like to go, we'd like to do, um, one moment of silence, one minute, um, just to just in support of all of the individuals that have lost their lives this year, um, you know, due to unnecessary violence and abuse, you know, and that, that doesn't just go for black individuals, but um, you obviously have a huge emphasis on that with everything that's happened late. So we're going to start that right now. Okay. Um, thank you everyone for, you know, sticking with us through that moment. And, you know, hopefully you're all in support of us. If you're watching or listening to this podcast, pretty good chance that, you know, we're all going to be like-minded here. Um, I, I guess first, I don't even know where to start. This is just this whole week and a half. Yeah, there's a lot. It's just been a lot. It's been stressful. It's been day after day day after day man like and it's it's just non-stop just and you know what this is you know it's like we talked about in the mental health one social media has its positives and has its negatives but even if you're trying to go on to media right now to try to find some positives like you know try to find some some collective groups that are really making the right decisions in terms of their protests and they're and standing up for what's right it's like impossible to find it, dude. There's just so much like hate and negativity and videos of riots and. No, I guess it depends because I've been seeing like a lot of positive stuff on my 
TL timeline as far as like peaceful protest mm-hmm. and just like the uplifting support from, I guess, everybody. So, I mean, I guess it's just who you follow. Like I a lot of people so. that, I, that I know are just retweeting like everything positive and just trying to push that agenda and not make the Black Lives Matters Black Lives Matter movement uh, mm-hmm. look bad. Yeah, I will say I will say this. I haven't had anyone that has made the movement look bad. I've just seen too much information about the rioting. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, like people that have been in support of Black Lives Movement, like that's positive. And but the other side of it is, I'm not surprised by the people that I see supporting that because I feel like the people that I've that I've seen, I already knew that they were supportive about it because they're open about it. So right. that's like not too shocking, but, but, uh, Andre, how about you? What, what's, what's your experience been? Yeah. Social media, um, uh, mostly with Twitter has been hit or miss. Um, since I follow a lot of conservatives and people who are, uh, liberals. So, so from like the conservative side, they agree with the protests and whatnot, but they don't agree with the looting and the violence that's occurring from these protests once the sun goes down. And then most of the liberals that I follow, they are um, they agree with everything. They feel like uh, looting and violence is justified, but it's still kind of hard to find that good, something like that good or something funny on the TL just to give you a little smile. It's just all riots or this or that. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask know. you. What do you say? What were you about to say? Oh, uh, nothing. I'm just saying I don't know. Oh. Um, eventually. It'll feel like eventually it'll get back to normal, but right now this is what the time that we're living in. I got mm-hmm. a quick question for Andre before we go on. Mm-hmm. Since he's since you were the only one out of us to vote for Trump, how do you feel like his response has been? What was that last part? His response what? How do you feel his response has been to everything that has been going on? Uh, been kind of slow. But I feel like it's needed, especially with because most of these cities can't endure all that rioting week after week. So I feel like calling in the National Guard or having them on standby is something that is needed because cities will probably burn down to the ground if they don't have more of a force out there. So let me let me talk about this rioting real quick. I read a little article. And it was describing different areas of cities that have been impacted that they that they have been impacted to the point that it's severely causing a disruption in the lives of innocent people, right? Like houses and stuff. And one of the things was that there was a black lady. She was 81 years old. And her house caught on fire. Right. My, my first thought is what are people thinking? Like you're taking the life of someone, an elder in your society, an elder in the culture that you're trying to speak up for. Supposedly. And you just took her life, essentially her life away. 
Like, what is she? She's 81 years old. What is she going to do without a house? Like, it's just, it's nonsense. It's nothing, nothing. She's going to do, she lost her biggest asset at the age of 81. Yeah, I did not hear about that. Yeah, it's so destructive. Like, you're completely taking the point away. And this is at looters. This is not at this is not at movement supporters. This is at looters, at rioters. You guys are dumb. Seriously. Yeah, the crazy thing in it, crazy thing is about like the looting and rioting, just from like everything everything that's been coming out is that they're not even from the area, it's just people coming in and I think he no. <laughs> did he leave? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he got kicked, but I think what he's about to I think no, what I he's know. gonna say <laughs> is that um the people that are organizing this violence, uh they're taking buses from place to place and then doing that themselves. Oh. So that's what happened in downtown Kalamazoo yesterday. Like it's all peaceful and then these people that you got off a bus came from nowhere and started started mm-hmm. terrorizing downtown Kazoo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if it wasn't for them, I feel like the National Guard and the police wouldn't be showing up in riot gear because they were peaceful in the beginning. Right. Yeah, and I, I'm i back. Uh, yeah, I can vouch for that just because I was at the protest on Saturday and mm-hmm. there was no issues. We were just walking around town, uh, chanting, hands up, don't shoot, Black Lives Matter, just things of that nature, and it was just peaceful. Uh, I mean, the cops did show up in riot gear, but after about probably 10, 15 minutes, they just left because nothing was going on. Right. I think it's fair from their standpoint, especially with everything that's gone on before um, the Kalamazoo protest. I think it's fair from their standpoint to be precautionary. Like, right. I think there's nothing wrong with them showing up to keep themselves safe if something does go on. I mean, they're they're human as well, but... um. Let me bring up this. Let's get a little deeper right now. So I think it's obvious because we've talked about it already in multiple episodes here. It's really been kind of a kind of a key insight or not insight, but a key focus for us on this entire journey. In terms of people really now combating racism and and really taking that step, which I think we've never seen a step, like a larger step than we are seeing right now for a single unit, a very cohesive, like advocacy for change, right? However, people are asking, and I'm, I think I should put this in here. I think everyone, <laughs> I think everyone knows this from, you know, if they've listened to any of these episodes or have ever met us in person, I obviously support no racism anywhere in the world. Like it should all be gone. (laughs) Like it's very obvious. Like I think that just goes without saying, but anyway, I'll go back into my point. We are looking at, you know, 50, 60 years since really like since the strongest points of the civil rights movements, right? Correct. And do you guys know how long the slave trade, right? The physical portion of slave trade lasted. Well, quote unquote, lasting it in a way. Yes. In a way it is still going on. However, you know, from what our quote unquote history books taught us, it lasted 400 in like 12 years. Yeah. That is so that's 
over four centuries long, right? And right. slavery was abolished in the United States before England, which I think was only four years before England. But in the United States, it was 1808 when it was abolished. That puts us just above 300 years out from slavery being not, you know, quote unquote, allowed. Yeah. And that's only the physical enslavement. That's not the mental enslavement. Mental enslavement, one can argue it's never, it's never stopped. Right. And the biggest issue I have with a lot of, and I support every human in the world getting behind black culture. Now I, I support it. I love it. I, I wish that it had happened earlier for sure. At least more, maybe more widespread earlier. I feel, yeah, just about to say, I feel like it has happened before, but yeah. it kind of like gets this big boost and then tapers off and then yeah. another boost and tapers off. But now I feel like it's going to just keep boosting up and it's going to be here to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about this one, but like to not, to not get off too or too off track before I forget my thought. Mental enslavement has continued on. And we are still, we have less time out of physical enslavement than we do, than we did spend time in it from the moment that it started. And to expect people, I mean, to be honest with you, the U.S. didn't really change that much in terms of enslavement and treatment of blacks until the civil rights movement. Yeah. Like, it really didn't change at all. If we're totally honest with you, like they took chains off people and told them they were free. That was what changed. And still slaves were owned. You just couldn't buy anymore. Like, and that was, that was 50, 60 years ago, right? That is one sixth of the time. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. That is one sixth of the amount of time that we've been out of it, that we really have seen change. And so I keep seeing, and this is back to what I was talking about before. I keep seeing a lot of support coming from, I don't want to call them like the extremists or like the far, the far sided people, but like it's coming from like mostly white individuals who are in support of the violent protesting, not the peaceful. Antifa. No, not, not Antifa. Like not even that. Like pe- there's those people that I know personally I will say I kind of want to disassociate myself with them a little bit, but um, there's people that I know personally that I've seen on Facebook even saying that they're like justifying the violence. Oh, I haven't seen any of that. Yes. Luckily. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you are justifying this violence because they're saying this is how, this is how things are going to change. Anarchy has led to this. Anarchy has always been the change. Anarchy has not always been the change. At all. Anarchy yeah. causes two sides of the story, right? Right. The side that lost and the side that won. Very often, the side that won is the story that gets told. And I think we can all agree that black individuals have been on the losing side of a lot of things. Like speak in, on it. Speak what what, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> like but you see what I'm saying? But like, so the yeah, story just... is still told by the winning side, which is not our side. That's that was anarch those anar- 
anarchical is that even a word those moments of anarchy have not been have not been sided with us we haven't won yet we're still battling and it's like how can you say that all of this violence and this looting is helping us when we're still in the we're in the baby stages of becoming a the most empowered group we can be again or i take that back we are in the baby stages of realizing re-realizing that we are as as empowered of a group as we can be yeah like even within this past week like the camaraderie camaraderie, camaraderie. yeah camaraderie <laughs> camaraderie of people coming together has been nice to see even though yeah. it's com- coming together after such a tragedy i feel like this will last for a long time mm-hmm. but even though it's good news right now i feel like it could become very bad if that of Derek or chauvin um doesn't get uh convicted i feel like right we haven't seen anything yet like these this violence and looting and whatnot mm-hmm. is probably just the tip of the iceberg if he doesn't get convicted. If he does not get charged or if he does not get convicted, I am scared for the life, the lives of thousands of individuals, and we are still in a pandemic. Like, whereas we still have people dying by the hundreds every day. Right. Man. I hate to say it, but if he doesn't get convicted, there more than likely be a war on police. Like, people are just kind of a free-for-all. 100%. And like I saw yeah, someone, I yeah, I, I saw someone post today. <laughs> I told you guys I was going to get fired up in this interview. <laughs> um, I saw someone post today and they were saying that one way that this could have all been prevented slash solved, right, is by us promoting people of color getting into police organizations. No. I mean, exactly. if we wanted to get into it, we could have. We already right. have black people in those organizations, and we're still here. That's what I'm saying. And then here's the here's the kicker, kicker. I didn't. I I always sit my. I get so like I'll be reading through Facebook. I'm like, what? Like I want to respond so bad, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna hold my tongue because it is not. I'm not here to prove some person that's 50 years old. I'm not here to argue with them today. Like if I see them always. in person, we can have a dialogue, but I'm not going to be getting Twitter fingers, you know? Right. Yeah. Let. It's always the old people too that <laughs> I just got to go at them, huh? Uh, all right. Older people that have the worst takes on Facebook. It's not that they have the worst. It's not that they have the worst takes. What it is, is that they have lived a longer life in the either privilege or the bubble that they were raised and lived in. Like they're, they're responding from their knowledge, which whether or not it's ignorant or educated, it varies per person. I mean, greatly. But, like, here's the thing, and we'll go back to the cop thing real quick. If you have, so we'll say, Andre, you joined the KDPS, right? Yeah. And we'll say, this is just throwing it out there, but we'll say that you grew up on Reed Street, okay? If there's a riot going on in Reed Street, right, that's your neighborhood, and if that's where you're from, but you're working for these people and you have to go, not for these people, you're working for KDPS, which I think KDPS is, honestly, I think it's a pretty solid police uh, police organization. I will throw that out there. 
Um, But if you're working for KDPS and you get sent into your neighborhood to stop something that your friends, potentially your family, is inciting, what are you going to do? You're not going to, you're not going to help them incite that. You're going to do your job and stop that. Going to handle my business and do what I got to do to calm them down. And if that doesn't work, then I guess I got to take another route. Right. So then now here's the thing. You went from that person who was the cultural connection between that neighborhood, right? In the police organization to now you're just flipped over on the other side now. And people just see you as a police officer. You just get put in this middle ground. I just feel like there needs to be a complete overhaul and something has to start from the top and just trickle down to the bottom Mm -hmm. uh, because that's the only way it's going to change. I did see that um, Louisville uh, fired their police chief after none of their men had their body cameras on. So that's kind of a start. I saw something that he said he was going to quit anyways. I didn't even see what happened. What happened. Oh, so oh, there was a uh, guy. Go ahead, Andre. I don't know the full story. You probably know more. Uh, so suppose, so I don't really know like the full story, but I guess they had their body cameras off while they're down there while everybody was protesting. Mm-hmm. And supposedly someone shot at the National Guard and ended up hitting uh random bystander and that bystander happened to happen to live in the community for like 50 plus years owned a business and whatnot so wait so uh, that so the cops didn't shoot him a random person hit him no the cops did shoot him uh i guess a random person fired at the cops okay okay wow yeah that's crazy yeah i didn't i kind of read the full story but didn't really have that many details. I woke up this morning. I saw that uh, four cops got shot in St. Louis. So I feel like it's just going. I don't know why I keep getting kicked out. Got that poor Wi-Fi. Thanks. <laughs> um, you know, and and we just or I just really went on a big rant. You guys kind of held me down there, but yeah, I want to say first and foremost because I've I've gotten a lot of texts today. From my white friends. Of getting support, dude. I'm like, you'd like to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, talk about allyship. You know, we've, we've seen a couple right. things on Instagram, stuff like that. You know, and it's great to see people that really reach out. And they reach out for the right reasons, man. I really like that. And here's the thing. I also saw this on Facebook. Someone was like, oh, I it's. It was essentially the same, the opposite reaction of what I just had. And they were like, oh, my God, all my white friends keep reaching out to me, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, now they ask me if I'm good. And I'm like, I get it that it seems like it's kind of like a, you know, ride the bandwagon, like, situation. Right. But if they're, if they're reaching out to you, like, it, they're trying to take steps because they understand that this is a sensitive moment. You know, sure. like, it's, it's, it's out of love. Like, if you got some random person you've never seen before hitting you up on Facebook, then it's totally different. Or if you got some person you've talked to one time in your life, then it's totally different. Like, then it's like, okay, like, I don't even know your, your middle name, dude. Like, right. But you got homies hitting you up. Man, just, just let them know. Just let them know how you're feeling. If you're feeling fine and let them know if you're feeling stressed, have a conversation about it. Like I love, I love the support that's been going around. 
and you know the protest i'm actually kind of hurt because i was not in kalamazoo when the protest was here oh, yeah. i, I would have been there but um, i'll say it was definitely an empowering experience and mm-hmm. i think there's another one coming up pretty soon so i'm gonna go down there and hopefully it's another peaceful one mm-hmm. but yeah just seeing the support from everybody in the community it just like really up uplifted me and it was nice just seeing how everybody supports mm-hmm. uh for one cause but going back to what you said uh i haven't had anybody hit me up asking if i was okay but in our other group chat that andre and i are in we do have some like constructive conversations about what's going on right now and mm-hmm. like what steps can be better uh just going forward but i would say that you hit on like instagram and all the posts and whatnot mm-hmm. i would definitely say you can miss me with like all of the bullshit on instagram and twitter i don't want to see your retweets or your Ads, things bro. on the story if you're gonna say something to speak up mm-hmm. um because you can retweet whatever you want but it doesn't have the same effect as if you're saying if you're saying it yourself or typing it out yourself mm-hmm. um you're just essentially retweeting someone else's voice you also know, oh, those are uh, the black screens that are, are just all over instagram which will be gone mm-hmm. tomorrow i think that's just a waste because people was... are just posting the black screens and then nothing else yeah yeah, that pissed me off. That was <laughs> I can't say yeah, it pissed me off, but I really saw that and I was like, I don't understand this. I mean, it I was... like it, but if you're only gonna post a black screen and not like donation things or anything after, it's a waste of time. Right. Yeah, it was it was a huge blowing up my timeline. I can't see the models. Yeah, the black squares was just a huge, uh, huge gimmick. I would say it was corny. If no, I keep it, it wasn't corny. It was, it was out of yes, good. It was. was out of good nature, dude. You can do so many other things besides post a black square. And half the people that all the people that post a black square didn't post anything after. They post a black yep. square, the hashtag blackout Tuesday, and yep. nothing else. Okay, I can. I so can you're understand that. a trend. That shit pissed me off. Like, if you're gonna stand with us, then do something else. Facts. However. We have to keep in mind, right? We see it from our side of the screen. Like, we understand that that's what they posted. We don't know. Maybe they did make a donation and they just didn't post about it. You know, like, we don't know the whole story. Now, do I think that every single person that just posted a black square donated and didn't say anything? No. But I do think that there's probably a lot of people that did that and we will never, we will never know. Unless we ask them. I'm sure if we ask them, they'd, they'd tell us, you know, like. Yeah, true. I mean, I've donated. I didn't tell anyone that I donated except my mom and my mom. So it's like, I mean, it was just a private thing that I wanted to do because I felt that it supported. However, one thing that I have made sure to do, and we're obviously doing it right now, is I've talked to everyone about it that I can. Today, I went golfing with my sisters. They are both completely Caucasian females. Females. They're younger than I am, and they definitely they definitely have lived a comfortable life. You know, they've right. seen white privilege. I've seen white privilege myself, even with my skin tone. We'll get into that in a second. And I had that conversation with them. How you know, they react? I didn't. I didn't go. 
I, I want to say this. I didn't go crazy in depth because there's a lot that they don't understand because they are young. I didn't go real deep, but they understand that it, times are shaky, man. Like, I mean, right. they've, I, I don't know if they were at with, I don't know if they were at my mom's house or not, but my mom's shaking up by it right now. I mean, she put this really emotional post out that was a great post. Also, mom, when you're listening to this, thank you for that. Um, really love that. But I mean, she's the mother of a biracial child. She's the white mother of a biracial child. Like think about her position. You know, it's like, right. that's scary, dude. Because she has seen me because I'm, you know, here we go again. I'm going to say like the fifth time on this podcast, but I have white skin and I've always been looked at as white first. However, and you know, this is not knocking everyone that texts me today, but now when some things go on like this, what am I looked at first now? Black. Probably black. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, she's like, she's, she's in their feels too. Cause it, she doesn't understand she clearly doesn't understand because I'm here. <laughs> like I'm on this right. earth. So like, she doesn't understand the mix up, like how things can be one way and then this way. And it, I don't really understand it to be honest with you either. I feel it every now and then I see it, I live it, but I don't understand it. And I think that's the, I think that's one of the biggest issues and not just with biracial kids. I think that's one of the biggest issues with everyone in this scenario. They just don't understand what it's like. Like, they just don't get it. They they can protest and support as much as they want, and, and that's their right, and that's their right, and that's their. I don't want to say privilege because that makes it sound bad. That's their right, and that is their decision. However, people need to seriously step back, and before they just openly start spewing at the mouth saying that things are wrong things are wrong things are wrong they need to have that conversation with someone who understands it and that side right. of it and a lot of people don't do that they don't um, do it i would say the best like facebook or twitter posts that i've seen or just the people that acknowledge just straight off the bat i don't understand what you guys are going through but mm-hmm. i see but i see you and i hear you and just like I'm willing to learn those. They just straight off the bat just say that, and then they go into whatever post they have to post. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring up <clears throat> old boy Brandon By. I had to go look this up on Instagram because I couldn't remember it word for word. He posted this, let's see, one day ago. He said, and you guys both liked it, I think. He said, yeah. stand united, educate yourself, and be a part of the solution, not the problem. That quote is so powerful. I I seriously did not realize that it was his quote. I messaged him. I was like, dude, I like this quote. And then he was like, you know, showing love. And then I was like, is this your quote? He's like, yeah. I was like, wow. wow <laughs> yeah, dude. share that to my story. I'm like, yeah, wow. man. Like, that's what we need. And I've talked to multiple people of color. And it's kind of, it, I don't want to say that I don't support all of this, like all of the, I don't know how to word this dude. Cause I'm, I'm trying to like make my, my opinion known. However, still make people realize that I'm not okay with the things that have been going on, you know, like, yeah, but let me say this. Brandon's quote is my exact feeling on this situation. It's clearly his. And 
it is a shared feeling that I've talked with people about. I've used this. I've been talking about his quote since I saw it yesterday with multiple people of color. And everyone that I've talked to, uh, that's not a, like, that's not a misrepresentation. Literally 10 out of 10 people have all supported that. And they think that it's just time that the world understands that the way to get through this is education, man. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, yeah, I think once people educate themselves, it'll get a lot easier because we even got people in Germany, Ireland, mm-hmm. I think Australia. London. Yeah, London. They were all out there protesting for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I, I don't know if you all saw my story uh, today on my, like, on my picture profile. Uh, I posted one that said that was from London. And his sign said, stop killing the mandem. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that. That's a hard <laughs> sign, though. I like that. Yeah. So let's talk about education now. This is going to be, dude, we honestly, we might just be cruising for another 10, 15 minutes. Hold but, up. Another but, side note. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was on Facebook earlier today, and my aunt, yeah. uh, she posted, a, she, like, reshared a picture on Facebook. And the quote is, if you didn't want us to be a part of your country, you should have picked your own cotton. Oh, and Brian's about to leave again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Good man, got the bad Wi-Fi. Um, okay, he's back. Uh, okay, so back back to this education thing. And I'm going to tie in a little bit. And this is, I don't want to say a stretch or a reach, right? This is my thoughts. And I want you guys to either, you know, differ on them or, you know, just let me know how you feel about it. Just straight up, be real. Education is the only way that we will actually be able to fully reconstruct our mental being out of the mental enslavement factor. What is your thoughts on that? I think education can help, but you also got to do your own research. Um, School, especially college, will help you because college isn't really... College depends on the professor, so that professor can teach you a lot more than you want to know than a teacher in high school. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that like simple grasp of it from the professor, you can go out and do your own research. Let me yeah. specify education, what it means to me. Education, it obviously involves the school, you know, all levels of it. However, I think the biggest form of education is experience. And you can get experience by, like you just said, searching, your, doing your own research, finding your own answers, having your own questions, um, you know, asking others who have been in your same mindset before and have elevated themselves out of that. You know, education is a very broad term in my book. It is essentially just saying that you have taken yourself from one element and you've elevated yourself to that next level with the interest of continuing to do that. And for me, for us to really finally close off the doors of our mental enslavement, okay, to feel like we are 100% the most powerful individuals, not individuals, we are 100% the most powerful group and unified group. We have to take education more seriously. And here's the thing. It's not going to be easy 
at all because it's really stacked up against us right now. And by us, I mean people that have not been really blessed with the lives that us three have, right? We've, we've been very, very, very blessed to be able to have the experiences we've had, the travel, the culture, um, the actual just in-school education. Okay, we've been very lucky to have that. I think we all know that. Um, but I'm talking about the people that that really have to go out on their own and get those answers or they won't ever get them. You, see, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I just I don't see people taking that step if we're being honest. And that and I'm glad you said that because the next thing is is how can we ask as a as a whole country, how can we ask for those things to be changed if we are not changing ourselves and we're not adapting to the new levels of adversity and we're not figuring out new ways to cope? with new challenges because the new challenges are never going to stop. They're always going to come. There's always going to be some, some agenda, whoever it is, wherever it is, there's going to be some agenda and there's going to be some belief system that negates what we are trying to progress into. Always. It's just unfortunately the nature of the world right now. How can we do that? Right? How can we take those big steps? How can we ask other people to join us in taking those steps if we are not willing to take them ourselves? It's, uh, it's definitely going to have to come from a person of privilege that's, I guess, been in, been in the trenches or experienced what we have gone through that mm-hmm. somehow is in a position of power because uh, then don't know how we feel and then they can reiterate it on a higher higher scale to a bigger platform um i think but i think education can also come from inside the community because mm-hmm. always like old heads that are just <laughs> sitting around chilling they're just chilling and they're always looking for somebody to talk to when they always have knowledge that always they're to share always bro like Grandpa Jim, bro. Right. That's the guy. Your local barber. That's the guy. Like, and this isn't just at black people right now. This is at everyone. Pull up and talk to some people you haven't talked to before. And learn something that you've never, that you maybe never would have learned if you didn't pull up to that person. Right? Change your life. Because just because you haven't been oppressed doesn't mean that you changing your life can't help stimulate the change for others. Does that make sense? Does that yeah, that makes sense. Okay. No, it makes sense. Loki uh, might, might put that quote on a canvas. <laughs> 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 At myself. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, I okay. had something I was going to say. Huh? Uh, he got he got kicked out again. <laughs> he got kicked. <laughs> just gonna have to, I might just do this this episode uncut, bro. Like, <laughs> just About to buy a new laptop. I don't know what's going on. It's <laughs> oh, hilarious, dude. <laughs> uh, what were you saying, Brian? Uh, I said I had something to say, but I forgot. <laughs> um, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think these protests are stopped in the right direction, but 
looting, violence, and vandalism needs to stop because you won't be able to protest if we keep having these curfews. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just play the devil advocate for that point. Uh, uh, I feel uh, like uh, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> I paused, so I want to say, uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like we should be able to, I guess, tear down. I want to say, I was just say tear down and not loot, but I guess just cause destruction. I, I mean, I'm not really against that just because we are the people that basically built the U.S up from the ground and mm -hmm. made it what it is today and you want to yeah, hear what's the point of destroying a local business it could be somebody you know somebody can't know and that could be their livelihood well, just don't take out, out the windows don't take out small businesses well small businesses already got ruined yesterday target even target uh the ceo of target stood with it and he was just like I basically said i can just build a new target Ain't talking about Target. Well, I'm talking about corporations, not small businesses. I like damage the corporations. They already loot us, make us work forty hour weeks. Let week. me step in. Let me step in. <laughs> you really, <laughs> you're savage for saying that, bro. Anyway, okay. Destroying businesses is, in my opinion, the worst possible thing. Other than the home story that I was talking about. It's yeah. the worst possible thing you could do. Um, GR, GR protests slash riot, I guess is really what we should call it. Um, the Jewth family, their bars, they are an extremely progressive, extremely kind, extremely just open family. Yep. That Brian and I and Andre too are, we know well. Like, we're very close to, to their child, Grant. And yep. they operate businesses. And I can only imagine the fact that they own them. The business probably operates in the same morals as the family does, right? Their businesses get looted and they get trashed. So you now, I have a huge problem with that because you now take an ally that you have, right? If you're doing, if you're doing, like you were just saying, the destruction without the looting. If you're going to destroy things, you have to also realize that you're going to push people on your side to the other side. And that is unbelievably counterproductive. Yeah, that's true. Because business owners also comprise the highest, I mean, well, massive business owners are a little different, but small businesses and business owners are oftentimes the higher economics, are, have a higher economic status. And those are the people that we were just talking about, you saying, that we need we need help sparking that change, right? Right. So you're going to you're going to blow up or you're going to burn down their business? Why would they want to help? It doesn't make sense. Like if someone burned down my business, I'm not going to say that all of a sudden I'm going to have a vendetta and I'm just going to be like, "Oh, screw Black Lives Matter," you know? But like right. I'm going to be like, I'm just going to sit back. Like clearly me me being the person, the supportive person that I've been and that I've openly been this entire time of my life hasn't been enough. So I have to lose my livelihood. I have to lose the thing that helps me pay for my family. I'm going to sit back 
because I don't know what else to say. What else to do to show support my, to show my love and support. That's even more important. Yeah. Looting and destruction of property is dumb because you might think you're making this huge impact on a bunch of different people, but you're probably not, I don't want to say turning out. That was a bad way to say it earlier, but, but you're probably really disheartening a lot of people that are supporting you and you're silencing them by essentially saying you're not, you're not good enough to help us because you have a business. Like that is just, that is as nonsensical. And here's the other side of, of looting. And you know, we've already talked about it. looting is not who, or the protesters, the peaceful protesters, shout out. Right. We love you all. <clears throat> We're talking about the dummies <laughs> just for a lack of a better term. All you people that are destroying things out of anger, even if you don't even want to loot, you just want to destroy things out of anger. Do you not realize that that is the biggest, the biggest downfall and the biggest tool that has been used against us as a culture, as a society, as a community? All they ever say is that we're, we're extremely angered about situations. We're still mad about enslavement. Why do you answer that with more anger? Correction. Why do you answer that with improperly channeled anger? Take it somewhere else. Yell at someone face-to-face in a conversation for an hour if that's really what it takes for you to calm down. But don't just go and start just destroying things because all you're doing is giving that reason and one of those tools that they've used against us for centuries, by the way, you're taking that tool and you're literally sharpening it for them by just reaffirming that, oh, they're just pissed. If they get pissed off, this is what they do. They're uncontrollable. How can, like, you're, like, does anyone refute that? Can you guys refute that? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. You're just, we're essentially dismembering ourselves as a community because there's, extremely intelligent people who see that and they don't support that. And, but there's an even larger amount of people who are doing it and they're doing it because they're just mad. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I saw, I saw this, uh, this IG video. I think it was this morning. Maybe, maybe it was last night, but this guy was just yelling at his dude. He was just like, I'm mad. Like, I'm mad, nigga. Like, this shit is dumb, nigga. They keep doing this shit, nigga. And I'm like, okay, then go talk to your family. Go talk to your community. Get your community literally in one room, in a town hall, in a park, and talk to them and say, this is enough, but we're not going to destroy what we've built because it has taken us 50, 60 years out of that civil rights movement to get where we're at now. And we're just going to go and destroy some things because some of the things that are getting destroyed too are black owned businesses, by the way. Right. We're not going to destroy ourselves and we're going to implode on ourselves because not only are we hyping ourselves up because he's done with this shit, but also we have a larger group that is trying to support us, but they're just fueling our anger with all of this, with the black boxes, with saying these endless quotes of, if you haven't spoken out, you've chosen your side. Yeah. 
not everyone is the same way as every person. I'm very outspoken. You guys have no problem speaking your mind. There are people that I know who want to talk to me about something personally <clears throat> because they're not comfortable. They're not that outgoing to just throw something out there and have people. Cause there is people that are going to throw them negative feedback back. Right. Some people just aren't made for that. And so though it's like the same thing with the destruction, you now push those people not to the other side. Cause they're never going to go to the other side. Like the racist, the racism acceptance side, but you're pushing them in this limbo phase. You made, you silenced them. I would say at that point, just reach out to someone, you know, you can talk to. Right. Uh, and that's all you need to do. You don't need to be posting a million things on Facebook. If you want to do that for people that want to do that, good for you. But I hope that you don't single out people who don't want to do that because you think that that's the right way to go about it. There are a million ways to solve any kind of issue. And there's a million ways right. to protest any kind of issue. Not everyone wants to blow up someone's feed. Because the other side of it is that person might be blowing up someone's feed and not even having a conversation in person. There's two yeah, sides to it. I see yeah. a lot of Facebook posts from the same couple of people just sharing this, share this, share this, do this, do this. But I don't think they're doing anything outside of Facebook. No, I, the people that I've seen on Facebook, they're doing stuff outside. Uh, and they're having like constructive conversations within the comments when people either comment like whatever they want to comment, they mm -hmm. have something to say back. And uh, the people that I see, as I said before, they were at the pro that peaceful protest on a Saturday, and a couple of them were out there yesterday uh, when everything went down. Yeah, I'm just trying to stay off of trying to use Facebook or Twitter as little little as possible now because there's just so much news coming at you. It's hard to pick, it's hard to figure out what to believe. I would say. I mean, to be honest with you, I think we all know what to believe. Like. Yeah. We there's nothing really that's like been like this is the side that's right, this is the side that's wrong in the situation. Like it's very obvious the side that's wrong. The only thing that there is to believe right now is whether or not violence is acceptable or violence is not acceptable. And I, mean, huh? I was gonna say, I mean, because you know how social media is, it only shows one side. But I feel like if if the police from what I've been seeing, a lot of the police are being the instigators, mm -hmm. and that really has to stop. Like, oh yeah, 100%. you're just gonna rile everybody up, and that's when it just creates a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And the difficult—I can't even imagine being a police officer right now, for real. Like, I know that if I was a police officer, you know, I think everyone that we know would speak the same way. If I was a police officer, I would do my very best to be the most justified and accepting and open-minded police officer I possibly could be. But I'm human. Like, if someone is physically attacking me, what am I supposed to do, right? Now, the other side of it is there's a lot of police officers who get real fired up because they're in the most adrenaline packed moment they've probably ever been in. 
and they make a real, real dumb decision. And believe me, I am not justifying them making stupid ass decisions, but they make a real dumb decision. And at this time, that one decision might just burn a city down. And that's where we're at. That one decision, which has been, you know, it, it really was the cherry on top of a plethora of other bad decisions, you know, right. around the nation. But that guy's one decision has burned down cities. Like, that's, can you imagine working in, in those scenarios every day? Even if you're, a, like, if say you're the best cop possible, nicest dude ever, always looking out for the community and your coworkers, right? The way it should be. Right. <clears throat> How are you going into work? I'm going into work on edge. Yeah. And Same here. You know what I'm saying? And then you also see also because like you could be that best you could be the best cop, but uh the people aren't going to know that. They so won't know that. They're just going to think you're just like everybody else and yeah, you're going to be put on edge once you step outside at night or whenever. So, I mean, I guess I could also tie in with whoever does, like, the police trainings. They just got to be better at it. Like, I feel like I'm I'm not a police officer, so I don't I don't know what training they go through, but mm-hmm. it looks I mean, like it's the training's not working. I can only imagine. What? I said it's pretty extensive. I can only imagine, but it's clearly not extensive enough. Yeah. Or at least they're not vetted enough. While they're trying to apply to the academy, blah, blah, blah. But, like, oh, my goodness, man. It just, I mean, I could talk about this for literally six hours. So, like, <laughs> we right. won't do that to you listeners. We won't, <laughs> we won't do that to you. But um, I want to say this. Actually, you know what? what? What do you guys, do you have anything else you want to talk about on this topic? Yeah. Uh, Let's hear it. You want something, Andre? No, I was just going to say... Uh, when people say Black Lives Matter, please stop saying All Lives Matters. Yeah, facts. that just that just invalidates what we're trying to do. Huge facts. Like right. we get it, All Lives Matter. Like, but you have to remember, we're not the people that are the ones that are persecuting other people. Right. Like we understand that. That's why we're trying to get up to the same level as those other lives. Like it's a it's you know it's like let us catch up or help us catch up. Do something, but don't yeah. freaking just generalize it because it's not like that. that. That's a great point. We should have brought that up earlier, actually. But yeah, because def- I've been seeing a lot of arguments that go against that, um, such as all houses matter, like all sickness matters and whatnot. Uh, when people try to say all life matter, all lives matter, mm-hmm. um, people just are so quick to say that without like knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Andre. Sorry, I muted myself, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, all lives do matter, but it's the black lives that matter right now. Cause we're the ones being like persecuted. Yeah. The and biggest... it's keeping it on film and whatnot. And nothing has been done about it yet. Yeah. Imagine if we didn't have, like social media or cam cameras. Oh, dude, I can't imagine it. You want to know yeah, what we, it is? We'd be screwed. It's the civil rights movement. It's things just go 
like black people just get killed and lynched and right. nothing gets said because no one knows. No one knows. But at least I can't people imagine. are starting to know now, so Yeah, one hundred percent. So that's a positive of social media. Right. Yeah, I think uh, uh I think a big change will be coming here soon. <sighs> one can only hope, right? Yeah. Just gotta be optimistic. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say one can one has to be optimistic and one has to be realistic in the sense that they need to understand every person needs to understand that they have the ability to educate someone else, right? Just because it's your best friend or maybe just because you're both white does not mean that you cannot educate each other, right? Like you can both read literature, something written by a black statesman slash women states, women, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can, you can just, Oh, like we said earlier, hop into a conversation. Like there's a million right. ways that you can educate yourself and, the more we do that, the more we become unified, the more we come, we become unified, the better the likelihood that we can actually call ourselves a united country, united states, right? And we can then move on from there. Until then, what's the point? Like, it's like you, you were saying earlier, Andre, we're going to have this huge, huge burst, and then it's going to trickle out. Like, it all, like it, wait, was that you, Andre, or was that you, Brian, that said that? I think that was me. Okay. Yeah, probably Brian and talked about a burst. Yeah, like, you know, we have this huge burst of support and then it trickles out. Like, people need to start understanding that it's a it's a day-to-day job to educate yourself and to stay woke. And I think right now, most of the majority of people that we know, we're all united on, like, all fronts. It's just that small group of people making a bad name. And mm-hmm. causing, causing, causing us to do what we have to do right now. Mm-hmm. Well, let me. Uh, this is the last thing that I want to say, and then yeah, you I got guys one can more thing to out. say too. Okay, but this is the last thing for me. Everyone who has supported myself, my boys, the Bradleys, any of my friends, even for that matter. And any other person that belongs to our community. Thank you. Truly, thank you. Like, you are someone that I would love to have a conversation with. I would love to sit down and have a conversation with because you are someone who I can trust, who I can respect, who I can tell myself that, or who I can tell my, my future kids that I was proud to know and that I was proud to have on my side. So thank you. To all of you people who think that destruction is the answer and that looting for some reason and hopping on the bandwagon is the answer, you can miss me. It's, it's really as simple as that. You can miss me with everything that you got coming at me. Um, once you want to stop doing that stuff and have a real conversation, then I'll be here to talk. But until you get that out of your mind, that's what it comes down to. All right, I'm done. I'm on my soapbox. Yeah, that's why I was going to. I agree too. Yeah, that's why I was gonna say too. Like, basically, like, it's easy to tell who's posting just because it's a trend and it's a bandwagon and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So if you're just doing that, just cut the shit out. You're not helping us at all. Because um, right. you're once this trend is over, you're just gonna go back to your normal life. So, like, 
if you're just doing it because everybody else is, just just stop. Like you know who you are, and we can see it. It's easy to see through and whatnot. Also, I just feel like a lot of people, a lot of girls, gonna single them out. Um, they're only posting because they talk to black black guys. Ooh, this is interesting. Might I be, feel we like might be on this topic for take. a second. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> it's no lie zone over here. Ooh, I like that. Copyright. All right, all right. Back to serious. I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of them are capping. Mm-hmm. Just they're just doing it to do it, so it makes sense so they can continue talking to people of color. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Of that, like that. You but you follow more. They get more follows or follow more people than I do on Twitter and Instagram. So you were more apt to see that, but I haven't seen any of that at all. I was just going to say, I say that because it's the same people that just post when like big things are happening and right. they don't say anything with their own voice. It's always a retweet or a story yep. post or whatnot. Expose them. Expose them. I could, but I'm not <laughs> going to. We are, we're the podcast that asks the hard questions and exposes the wrong people. <laughs> um, but I think I'll let that them, comment, I mean, I'll just let them live for now because yeah, once it ends, life, you'll dude. you'll see you'll see that they won't care. You'll see the real ones. Big facts. And like I was saying in the group chat, uh, Andre, that they can just cut out everything on social media if they really want to be about what they're retweeting or reposting. Come out to a protest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I hope that's not that hard. I'm I'm there on that. Like 100%. But like, I feel like they're doing that because of the pressure that we talked about earlier. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, choose yeah, one side. Whenever I have kids, and whenever that's needed, I would love for my kids to talk to those people in my life. Wait, what do you mean? Like about experiences, like about what's happening now and stuff like that. Oh, you mean just like talk to anyone? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I thought you meant like the people that are being fake about it. Oh no, just oh. like anybody. Yeah, Cause man. Because we, we've all met some cool people, and right. we all have different experiences. We have now different def- experiences. Yeah, we could uh, have we could have a different recollection of the same experience. Right. And like anybody that wants to talk, our DMs are always open on a on a uncovered. Yup. And then so just reach out, and we can have conversation. If you don't know where to start, like, let's just chat. reach out. You want to hop on the, well, it wouldn't really be a pod because we're not trying to do like a million episodes of the same thing. But, I mean, you want to hop on the airwaves and, and chat with the boys? We can all get in this FaceTime and figure it out. Like, right? we got nothing against that. So, um, to all of our fans, we love you. You know, we got mad, mad love for you, actually. And um, other than that, you know, everyone just be safe. Be smart. Support your local businesses. Don't destroy them, whether that's black-owned or white-owned. And understand that people have differences in every way of their life. Some people are more outgoing. Some people aren't. And it's not our position to to deem them unsupportive because they don't support the same way that you do. There's a million ways to support. Um, so, yeah, for any of you people who are listening and would like to donate, we're going to put 
um, on our IG page, we're going to post a, a list of different places that you can donate to help the cause and everything that we're going through right now. Um, you know, I just, I can't stress enough that times right now are, they're fragile. They're very fragile. And you, to reach out to those around you is important and, you know, start having those dialogues. But other than that, I think that we've uncovered quite a bit today. Unintended. Shameless yeah, plug. Great, great episode. Great episode. I agree. Love it. Love it when it's us three on the airwaves. You know, it gets a little gets personal, it gets private. It's nice. Um that's uncovered. And make sure you guys check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Uncovered Pod on Instagram at Uncovered Podcast. Um got a few more episodes coming for you guys. Sorry we delayed it a little bit. We just we've been in, you know, some deep times, obviously. And, uh, you know, we can't wait to get more episodes out to you guys. I also just realized, I think we have 15 episodes done, boys. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot. lot. So uh, we'll work on that season two coming soon. And that's uncovered. Thanks, guys. my life I has to fight, nigga. All's my life I. Hard times like, yeah. Bad trips like, yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up.